0: One of our most popular posts at the Spanish Property Network was called The Four Horsemen of the Spanish Property Apocalypse. Um, So what we decided to do is just uh, give you today's podcast is all about the four horsemen of the Spanish Property Apocalypse. And I can say that again, Spanish Property Apocalypse. Easier. Anyway, when you're looking for a property as a buyer, you're obviously looking for a bargain that suits your requirements. Everyone does. Those requirements, however, will be exclusive to you, i.e. different from anyone else, but you can almost guarantee that the property you buy will have many of the characteristics that others are searching for too. This is why we said that there are not actually that many properties really for sale in Spain, because some properties will never sell to anyone. One thing that you are looking for, though, is summed up in the Spanish property search mantra, and that is, bueno, bonito y barato. Good, pretty and cheap. So how do you get these bueno, bonito y barato properties? Unfortunately, what you are looking for often preys on the misfortunes of others, and we call this the four horsemen of the apocalypse. In this case, they are the four horsemen of the Spanish property apocalypse, but they are similar all over the world for giving you a good deal, usually below market value. What are they? Well, they are death, disease, divorce and debt. Fun, isn't it? There's a fun combination for you. You just have to take a different viewpoint and say you as a buyer are actually doing the seller a favour in many cases by taking the responsibility for the problem off them. Let's look at each in turn. 1. Death. It's always fun to talk about death in a blog post, isn't it? This is one of the main ways you can get a bargain property in Spain, but there are a few provisos. Usually, it is the heirs to the property selling, and this can cause problems. Firstly, they must all be in agreement to sell. And the more of them there are, the more difficult it is to get this agreement. This makes it more difficult to negotiate a lower price too. Let's take an example. If there are four heirs to a property at 100,000 euros, then in theory, they all get 25k out of it on sale. However, when you offer 80k, although it's only 5k off for each heir, that's how it should be framed when making the offer, if one says no, then there's no deal. This will cause arguments among the heirs especially from those who need to sell and make it even more difficult to get that agreement next you have to wait and sometimes this can be a long time the process of registering the property in the name of the heirs can take up to two years so if the inheritance hasn't been registered then there may be problems with a purchase make sure that your lawyer checks this out one thing to note in inheritance is is that you could be doing a huge favour to the owners as they are often asset rich but cash poor and they have a looming inheritance tax bill coming up so they need to sell. If they don't pay the tax bill, then the tax office will embargo the house anyway and, and they won't get anything. We've recently had two properties sold at a much lower than market value price due to the inheritance tax demands. Both sets of owners were extremely relieved, thankful and happy despite selling below nominal market value. Two, disease. Maybe this one should be called illness, not disease, as we don't want images of bubonic plague ticks infesting any house that you may want to buy. But then it wouldn't be 4Ds, it'd be 3Ds and an I. Illness is the cause of many sales, especially by foreign owners as they move back to their own country. As they feel the medical treatment they receive closer to home, they will be able to understand more easily. The price drops when someone is ill, and they are often dramatic as a quick sale is needed. However, you must be sensitive to the situation of the sellers, or they may just cut off any negotiation. In many cases, illness means the owners cut the price to the bone in order to make a very quick sale. Any lowball offers made on this type of property may be considered an insult. If you're playing a numbers game, that may not bother you too much, but it bothers us, so we probably wouldn't pass on an insult to a client. 3. Divorce This is often the most difficult one, as oftentimes the two parties who need to agree on the sale are at war and not talking to each other. Usually, one of them needs money too, and the other is unwilling to bend on price, so as not to lend a hand to their ex-partner. Hate is such a strong emotion, isn't it? This has happened recently in the case of a house we have for sale, and the end compromise was that one partner sold half the property for considerably less than the other party. For them, it may create a tax issue in the future, but that's not our problem. Another aspect to consider when there is a divorce is that many times one of the partners is still living in the property and they may be less inclined to sell even if they need to sell. This creates a huge problem of arguments too. Nevertheless many times a separation or divorce can mean that the partners agree to cut the losses and sell up at a much lower price so that they no longer have to deal with each other. That is what we hope for when dealing with properties of this type otherwise it's just not worth the phone calls and hassle from one or both parties and believe me you will get them. Four, debt. Possibly the most contentious one, as you may feel you are totally taking advantage of someone who's in debt, but let me supply you with the release from your guilt complex. In a lot of cases, those in debt cannot sell to you at a lower price because their debt is higher than the value of the property, and the bank will not do anything to help them, knowing that eventually they'll be able to get their blood old claws on the property and have a debtor in hock to them forevermore. That's what banks do in Spain. Therefore, helping out those in debt who cannot pay their mortgage for whatever reason by buying the property at mortgage cost or above is actually doing a favour for the debtor even if it means they sell for under market value. When you get behind on a mortgage in Spain, the bank starts repossession processes after three months. The costs of the repo process are between 30 and 35% of the mortgage value and therefore as a buyer you are saving the current owner a much higher debt by buying their property off them. We have many cases where we have saved the owner falling into a permanent debt trap in this way, and they have been unanimously grateful for our help in letting them sell their properties before the bank's grubby mitts could get hold of them. There you go then, the four horsemen of the Spanish property apocalypse and how you, as a buyer, can benefit from what is happening to others. You will notice we don't use the words take advantage of, because we would hope that any purchase made under these conditions would benefit both parties buyer and seller, as it gets the seller out of position they may not be comfortable in and a buyer a great deal on a property. We hope this wasn't too callous, but it had to be said. Unfortunately, life isn't always a bed of roses for house owners. The Spanish property apocalypse affects many people. Let us know what you think. Anyway, That is today's Spanish Property Magazine podcast or Spanish Property Network podcast. And hopefully it's quite useful for you when you're looking for that bargain property in Spain. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to get in touch. You can get in touch with me on Twitter at Greyhunt, that's G-R-A-H-U-N-T. Or you can get in touch with Lisa on at Family in Spain. Ask us any questions you want there.